My name is Savannah Hernandez, your host, with you guys for the next 45 minutes to an hour as we delve into what is currently going on in America. We're going to be focusing on the fact that the Pfizer vaccine is now FDA approved. We're going to be talking about what that means for the average American, what's going to be happening next. Joe Biden has already come forward and, uh, you know, gave a couple of statements on this FDA approval and what he thinks businesses should be doing now. We'll also be getting into the latest on Afghanistan. That in itself is still a crazy situation. We're going to be talking about the California recall election. It's starting to heat up. Also, Andrew Cuomo has officially resigned as governor of New York. That's all I'm going to say on that topic. I don't want to get into it too much. He gave his official goodbye today. I didn't watch it. I'm glad I never have to listen or see this man again. So Andrew Cuomo is officially out as governor of New York. So uh, good for new you, good for you, New York. There you guys go. And um, we're also going to be focusing in on some foreign countries right now, specifically Australia, because they are committing horrific atrocities right now in the name of public health and safety. So we're going to be getting into all of this today. But um most importantly, that FDA approval, because this is something we've been talking about, something we've been waiting on. And before we get into this, I would like to give a big shout out to the sponsor of tonight's show, Virtual Shield VPN. Now, my link is down below, guys. Go to virtualshield.com forward slash sap to get 50% off of this VPN for life. I love this product. It's affordable. It's effective. It works on all devices. Uh, basically, what ends up happening when you use a VPN is it reroutes your service and like, you know, um, what you're researching through uh, their servers, and it just keeps all your data protected, encrypted, all that good stuff. I love this product. Um, let me actually pull up my page here so you guys can see it and check it out with before we get into the show. So as you guys can see, it rounds up to about $2.50 per month if you guys go with their 24-month subscription service. And that in itself is less than a cup of Starbucks coffee. So I would hope that your data and privacy protection is worth you know much more than that. So I think it's great that they give us that at such an affordable price. So again, go to virtualshield.com forward slash sab. Go check that out. Love this product. I use it for myself. Highly effective, very affordable. Uh, shout out to my my friend Bryson Gray, who's in the chat and said, have a great show. Thank you, Bryson. We're going to be getting into the complete insanity that is currently going on across the country. And we're going to start off with, again, the fact that the FBA, FDA has now granted full approval to Pfizer and biotech coronavirus vaccine, potentially persuading the hesitant to get the shots. That is from the Washington Post. And actually, guys, let me slow down here for a minute. I just got back from a long weekend of reporting in Ireland. I traveled all day long and I still wanted to rally and make this show for you guys because I wasn't able to pay as much attention to the news as I would have liked to this weekend because I was traveling. I was reporting. It was absolutely insane. I'm not really going to get into you know what I was reporting on here, but just know I did get bear maced as I always do when I go to Portland. Absolutely love it. I'm going to be going into detail in regards to what happened this past weekend and uh, my experience getting bear maced again in Portland on the latest episode of Slightly Offensive that will be coming out this Wednesday. So you guys are going to want to check that out. I'll get more in depth with that story there. But uh, Portland is crazy. I absolutely hate going to that city. I, I feel like I'm descending into hell every single time I go because it's always cloudy. And as my plane descends into it, I just know it's about bad vibes all the time and that I'm going to get bear maced. And it happens every freaking time when I go report there because Antifa's crazy. The right wingers that go up there, they're always protesting the events. Uh, you know, they're always clashing up there. So it was 
straight up insanity. And your girl is really tired. I am. I'm not going to lie. But this news is just straight up crazy. The FDA now granted full approval. And many people are celebrating that. Many people think that's a really great thing. But I want to highlight this article from CNN from back in 2017 that says nearly a third of FDA approved drugs had problems. A new study finds patients might think the U.S. Food and Drug Administration stamps of approval means that a product is the last word on safety. But about a third of the drugs the FDA approved between 2001 and 2010 were involved in some kind of safety event after reaching the market, according to a study published Tuesday in the Journal of the American Medical Association. The author found that in that time, 222 novel therapeutics were approved and there were 123 post-market safety events involving 71 products that required FDA action. Manufacturers needed to add 61 boxed warnings, also commonly called a black box warning to call attention to serious or life-threatening risk. In 59 cases, some kind of communication had to warn users about a product safety. So that is an article from CNN from back in 2017. So to all of those people out there that think that the, F the FDA's word is the final truth and saying, of safety in regards to a lot of these products. The American Medical Association themselves has said otherwise. On top of that, let's not forget about this Axios article from just earlier this month that said that the new data on coronavirus vaccine effectiveness um, may be a wake-up call. That was a quote from the Biden administration. And basically what this study found is that the Pfizer vaccine was only 42% effective against infection in July when the Delta variant was dominant. So just really interesting that this vaccine has since been FDA approved, even though just a couple weeks back, it was found that it was less than 50% effective. So there's my... I guess saying in or my two cents in regards to this FDA approval, what we'll about it? On top of that, um, Ivory Hecker points out that now that the Pfizer shot is now approved, the study of its safety and efficacy is not expected to be completed until May of 2023. And that in itself is a study from clinicaltrials.gov from the NIH. So these studies are not even supposed to be completed until May 2023, but the FDA has since approved this vaccination. And Joe Biden is already calling on U.S. companies to mandate this vaccine for employees. Of course, we knew this was coming. We've already seen the Biden administration. Many people lay the groundwork for this, and it is it is officially here. Um, I have family members who are in the military, and many of them have been talking to me about what their ultimate plan is going to be if it gets mandated, which, again, Pentagon officials are now talking about uh, forcing military members to get vaccinated. We'll be getting into that. But first, let's go ahead and watch this video from Joe Biden. Um, hear this direct quote from the president himself in regards to this FDA approval, what he has to say about it. Today I'm calling on more country, more companies, I should say, in the private sector to step up with vaccine requirements that will reach millions more people. If you're a business leader, a nonprofit leader, a state or local leader who has been waiting for full FDA approval to require vaccinations, I call on you now to do that. Require it. Do what I did last month. Require your employees to get vaccinated or face strict requirements. 
Okay, so I am very tired today, which is why the energy is low. But listening to Joe Biden say this is kind of making my blood boil a little bit. It really is. Require it. He is basically telling private American businesses, if your employee wants to make a personal choice about what they want to put into their body, make it so difficult for them or even just straight up fire them if they don't want to get this vaccination. On top of that, he also ends with or make it very, very difficult for them, come down very hard on them with restrictions. Now, this tweet has been going around and it's since been fact checked. So let's fact check the fact check in itself. Um, this tweet reads, if your job is mandating the shot, don't worry. Here are some places you can work that currently don't. And then they list off the White House, the CDC, the FDA, Moderna, Pfizer, the World Health Organization and Johnson and Johnson. Now, I, I really wanted to look into each individual organization to make sure that this was true. And it in essence is because you either have to get to the vaccination or you have to be suggest subjected to uh, once or twice weekly COVID testing. Now, you know what is not an alternative or I guess testing is not an alternative anymore for the New York City education department employees. CNN put this out today. They said New York City will mandate COVID-19 vaccinations for all of its 143,000 education department employees, offering no option to be tested instead. So the White House, you can still decide that you want to get tested instead of being vaccinated. And as well as all of those other organizations, they still have the option for testing. So in essence, that vaccination isn't mandatory because if you don't want to get it, then you have to be subjected to testing. You do have to, you know, decide to do one of two things, but you still have the options. Well, New York City is now saying you have to show proof that you've gotten vaccinated with at least one COVID vaccination and you have no option. You have no option to get tested. You have to get the vaccination or you're done. So again, we are constantly talking about how it's rules for thee, but not for me. And there's a video going around right now of Nancy Pelosi, who was in Napa Valley, uh, speaking to a large crowd of people. They're all outside. They didn't have face masks on except for the servers serving the event. And this video is in itself the complete hypocrisy that all of these politicians continue to push on us and have pushed on us. And I don't even want to talk about this video because, of course, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, Nancy Pelosi's not wearing a face mask outside in Napa Valley after she's been telling us all to wear one. Of course she isn't. Why are we why are we shocked every single time a video like this comes out? I genuinely do not understand the right getting upset about these things and even pointing it out when this is what we that, that's all we do. It's we are constantly pointing out the hypocrisy of the left when they come down on us and force our children to wear face masks in school while not even adhering to their own rules. All we do is complain about these things that and that's it. That's all we ever do is complain. So I just thought it was kind of funny that everyone thought it was so shocking that Nancy Pelosi was out in Napa Valley. And I understand the point of, you know, highlighting these things and calling them out. But when are we actually going to do something about it? When are we actually going to stand up and say, well, Nancy Pelosi's not wearing her face mask, so I'm not going to wear mine in the airport. That's how I live. What was in Portland this weekend? Oh my gosh, let me tell you guys. 
Okay. Portland is a whole nother beast. So my, my uh, Lyft driver picks me up from the airport, puts, puts plastic gloves on to pick up my bag and put it in his trunk. He's double masked up. And then he has a Pfizer vaccination sticker on his dashboard and has the windows rolled down so he can drive me to my hotel. So this man vaccinated, double masked with the windows rolled down, put gloves on to touch my bag. So fearful of COVID that that's how he's living. What? And that is how people live still in America because they've been so brainwashed and they've been so scared by our media and our politicians, the same politicians that are in Napa Valley living their best lives mask free because they're not adhering to these, these ridiculous social distancing rules or these masking rules. No, absolutely not. So uh, again, I always get heated about that, but it's like, okay, yeah, Nancy Pelosi was in Napa Valley. Great. Congratulations. We've seen the political hypocrisy. We continue to see it. And all we do is call it out. We never get angry enough to finally take back our own lives and take the face mask off for ourselves. So I hope that emboldens one person to at least do that. Now, on top of Joe Biden telling businesses that they should be coming down as hard as possible on employees for wanting to have body autonomy and regulate what goes into their own body, uh, the Pentagon is also issuing guidance to make vaccines mandatory for military now that Pfizer is approved. And of course, we all knew that this was coming. We all knew this was going to happen. But the Pentagon now issuing that guidance officially and Joe Biden coming forward and basically guiding private businesses to make their employees' lives as difficult as possible in a push to get everybody vaccinated with, again, an FDA-approved vaccine. But as I just read in that article from CNN back in 2017, not every FDA-approved thing is good for everyone, is it? Mm, I guess not. I don't know, but it's fine. Let's just overlook that because uh, this is the most dangerous time anyone has ever lived through. I can personally attest to that. I flew all across the country. 2020 was the most busy year of my career. And I flew all over the nation, never wore a face mask. And I just somehow never got COVID. And I still haven't. And I also didn't die, which is kind of crazy. But remember, everyone, we're living through the most dangerous time in history. And you should probably never leave your houses again. So uh, there you guys go. Vaccine will become mandatory for the military. We'll see what's happening. Again, I have family members in the military who told me that they are trying to get religious exemptions because that is the state of America right now. If you want to have the ability to mandate what goes into your own body, you have to go and get a religious exemption. Granted, when you are going into the military, you're basically signing your gut, your body over to the government. And you do get injected with a crap ton of vaccines when you're first enlisted. Uh, but, but again, in regards to this one specifically, I, you guys know my views on it. We'll move on. So on top of that, Forbes came out with this article coming soon for the unvaccinated, a $50 monthly pay paycheck deduction from your employer. Yes, you heard me correctly. Your employer can now deduct money from your paycheck if you are unvaccinated. Employers are beginning to tack on a special surcharge of $20 to $50 a month to their unvaccinated workers, according to one of the nation's largest health benefits consultancies. To date, employers have offered gift cards, a day off from work, cash, and other financial incentives to convince their workers to get vaccinated against COVID-19. But the carrot approach is about to be joined by a stick that could cost employees up to $50 a month, according to Mercer, the large employee benefit consultancy that works with thousands of employers around the world. They're quoted saying employees have tried encouraging employees to get vaccinated through offering incentives like pay time off and cash, but with the Delta variant driving up infections and hospitalizations throughout the country, 
At the same time that vaccination rates have stalled, we have received inquiries from at least 20 employers over the past few weeks who are giving consideration to adding health coverage surcharges for the unvaccinated as a way to drive up vaccination rates in their workforce. So there you guys go. Oh, you didn't want to get paid to get the vaccination that you don't know is going to affect, like you don't know how it's going to affect you long term. But, you know, you wouldn't accept the $20 that we were offering you or, you know, the one to two days off for effectively, you know, potentially destroying your life or your child's life forever. That wasn't enough incentive for you. Well, now we're going to force you to do it by starting to take money out of your paycheck. That is the absolute state of America. And it very much so frustrates me. <laughs> and I started this broadcast so tired and now I'm just hyped up because why do businesses, why does our government even think that they have the ground to say this to us and to speak to the American people this way? Now, I was speaking to an actual Australian last week and I never realized how American I was until speaking with him because he was basically saying that in Australia, since birth, they are raised up to think that the government is the official source for everything. You don't push back against the government. And that's why we're seeing what we're seeing in Australia right now. We'll get into Australia too here in a minute. That in itself is just complete crap show. Okay. And he was basically saying that the attitude that Americans have and the reason why many other people in foreign countries look down on Americans is because we do seem very spoiled in regards to our our perspective on life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness and God-given freedoms. In other countries, they don't understand what God-given freedoms are because their freedoms are government-given. And that's why we're seeing what we're seeing in Australia right now. Uh, so I never realized how American I was and how blessed we still are to live in this country. And um, that is why I get so heated about these things. When I see businesses threatening their employees who have run their company and keep their company going, threatening them, to get vaccinated, threatening to take money out of their paycheck that they worked for? You're kidding me. And you know, if, if all of that wasn't ridiculous enough, to reiterate, because everyone was freaking out about this, we we've talked about this a couple months back because we already knew the CDC has issued that when there's a hurricane, number two, that list of preparing for said hurricane is getting vaccinated. Joe Biden tweeted this out on um, Sunday to those in Henry's path. And that is a hurricane that is currently going throughout or ripping throughout the Northeast. Uh, to those in Henry's path, don't forget that you may need to seek shelter while we're still battling COVID-19 and the Delta variant. So wear a mask and try to observe social distancing and everyone across the country. Don't get caught by the next storm. Get vaccinated now. So there you guys go. It's funny because everyone was freaking out about it. And I was like, yeah, the CDC issued that guidance to get vaccinated for hurricanes a couple months back. It's been crazy, y'all. It's been crazy. Okay. Uh, we've, we've already been living in this state of absolute nonsense for too long at this point, but there we go. Uh, to keep building on the insanity, here's a nice picture from McDonald's that says, we can do this. Protect yourself and the people you love. Visit vaccine.gov to learn more. Yes, McDonald's, who I would argue, arguably say is one of the biggest promoters of obesity in this country. And 78% of uh, COVID hospitalizations, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Yeah, they were obese. So it's kind of just rich to me when McDonald's is the one pushing the vaccination. Now, this headline has been making a lot of traction, a lot of waves, as more than 75 doctors walked out of a South Florida hospital rather than treat the unvaccinated. And Harmeet K. Dillon said, did they walk out on the morbidly obese too? 
And that is a great point right there because apparently the hospital workers, they're just so overrun and they're just having such a bad time that they ended up walking out of their hospitals because the unvaccinated, they're just ruining everybody's lives. If you guys would just get vaccinated, we could all go back to normal, okay? It could have been 15 days to slow the spread, but because y'all refuse to wear your face masks and, you know, stay inside and not hug your grandma for two years, well, this is why America is where it is today. Despite all the studies we've seen, despite all of the inaccuracies we have seen in regards to face masks and the vaccine's effectiveness, it is what it is, guys. It is what it is. It's still the unvaccinated's fault. And, you know, it always will be. It really always will be. So these doctors apparently walked out on their patients because they're unvaccinated. But meanwhile, as Harmeet Dillon points out, if if you're vaccinated, you're obese, and you still get hospitalized, they're not going to walk out on you because you still were obedient and compliant, and you did what the government told you to do. So even though you don't give a damn about health in any respect or regard in any other portion of your life, we're still going to treat you because you got your vaccine. So good for you. Let's keep going on the sanity here. So on top of this, this completely staged walkout, uh, Fox 2 Detroit tweets out this woman's heartbreaking, heartbreaking quote as she's in the hospital. I should have gotten vaccinated. Metro Detroit woman hospitalized days after COVID-19 diagnosis. And then if we just zoom in on that picture there, it is a morbidly obese woman who probably weighs about 300 pounds. Hmm. Seth Weather says, look, I feel sorry for these people. I really do. But don't ask me or my child to wear a mask or take a vaccine we don't need. Focus on bringing people's standards up and don't ask me to lower mine for someone else. And that's exactly what this is. This is exactly what this is. The people who don't care about their health and are living in fear. And honestly, living in fear in itself is bad for your health. Wearing a double face mask and being so afraid of COVID that you don't ever want another germ to touch your body is in itself bad for your immune system. People need to get sick to build up their immune system so that way, you know, they can fight off infection. But if you keep yourself, you know, enclosed in a bubble, surrounded by Lysol spray all day and a double face mask because you're scared to get sick, that in itself is more detrimental to your immune system as is being obese. But who is one of the biggest promoters of vaccinations? All these politicians who are offering you free hamburgers and free joints and McDonald's, okay? Freaking McDonald's. Also, just to point out again, just how ridiculous all of this is, um, Las Vegas casinos are now modifying smoking policies amid the pandemic. And this article reads that customers are allowed to smoke, but they must wear a mask inside property. And they're advised to lower their mask to smoke, but then to lift it back up. So tell me again how any of this is about our health, especially with smokers. Maybe we should be banning smoking because we know that COVID, you know, is very bad for the lungs. It attacks the lungs. It's bad for your breathing. So maybe we should ban smoking. Maybe we should ban fast food. Maybe we should start mandating exercise, but we're not going to do any of that. We're literally going to pump our bodies full of chemicals So that way we can stay sick and continue to have to keep pumping our body full of chemicals. So that way, you know, we stay in this sick state and then we feel okay. And then we get sick again because we have bad immune systems and we we don't care about our bodies. We're not healthy. So 
it's just this never ending cycle of us staying sick and then being dependent on big pharma medications and then us getting sick again and then taking more big pharma medications. It's a never ending circle. The government is never, ever, ever going to promote healthy supplements, going outside, getting sunshine. They're never going to do that. They're going to continue to push headlines like this. Uh, alert, new super variant named COVID-22 could be more dangerous than Delta strain. Expert warns. Ah, man. We were in an Uber, me and my friend, one of my reporting friends who was in Portland with me. And the way that we do Ubers is we just get into the vehicle. And if the driver asks us to mask, then we will. But if they don't, we're chilling. So our Uber's driving down the street and we're talking, we're chilling. We're like, okay, this guy's cool. And then out of nowhere, he starts screaming, mask, 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 mask. And we were like, oh my gosh, what? And he was like, please, the Delta variant, it's very severe. We all need to wear masks. Please put them on. And we were like, okay, okay, okay. And my friend goes, yeah, the Sigma variant's really bad. And so is the Ligma variant too. If you guys don't know about that joke, go look it up. It's pretty funny. And I was just trying not to laugh in the back. But that's the absolute state of your average American who has been brainwashed by the media. They're living in such fear that they think that a piece of cloth over your face is going to protect them from some extremely dangerous variant of COVID. Well, now there's COVID-22. So if you guys were not scared enough of the Delta, well, you should probably, again, never leave your house, never touch your children, never touch your, your, no, your, your, your brothers and sisters, never give anybody a hug again. Just stay inside. Don't breathe. Don't move. Don't think about breathing because you could spread an amoeba and kill somebody. Okay. I'm just trying to save us all. I really am. It's just like, I'm the only one that cares. It's like, I stay inside all day and I don't even think about breathing. Okay. I, sometimes I have to do it so I don't die, but it's like every time we breathe, amoebas come out, they spread into the world. And it's just so selfish. It's just really so selfish for us to, to even think about doing that because there are other people in the world that live among us and we just, we just need to be better. We really just need to be better. I'm so tired today, guys. I know this is not my best broadcast, but uh, stick with me as we get into Australia. So this is a two-minute clip from the Australian news. We're going to listen to about a minute and 30 seconds of it. Stick with me on this because I usually don't like watching long video clips, but this is like the most insane thing I've ever heard in my life. And the fact that this is actual Australian news and this is what Australians are being subjected to is insane. It's insane. Let's just watch this clip. Those doing the wrong thing driving our record case numbers. Among the most concerning cases, a COVID patient who's tonight on the run from a hotspot. Police and health authorities have issued an urgent appeal. Anthony Caram knows he's COVID positive when he steps into this public lift. Already breaking so many rules, he doesn't bother to cover his mouth as he sneezes and splutters. The 27-year-old is still infectious but has gone missing from his Wentworth Point apartment, a warrant now issued for his arrest. This 27-year-old chap who apparently has expressed the view that he doesn't care less whether he spreads the virus, is one example of the worst of the worst. There's little sympathy for anyone ignoring the health orders. Even this group of teenagers caught partying after dark at the bottom of the North Bondi Cliffs. Herded to higher ground by Polair's spotlight and speaker, the eight boys were placed in handcuffs and left to explain a $1,000 fine to mum. Uh, 681 
penalty infringement notices issued in the last 24 hours, more than 400 of those notices were again for people being outside of their home without a reasonable excuse. Sideline Sharks player Josh Dugan denies lying to police when he was found a long way from Sydney. The 31-year-old stopped at 11.30 last night in Lithgow, where he allegedly told officers he was moving to the area and feeding animals before admitting to visiting a friend. He and a passenger turned back to Sydney, only to be pulled over a second time, travelling in the wrong direction. The NRL is investigating and criminal charges could be laid. It's getting harder. Okay, so in Australia, you can now be criminally charged if you are too far away from your home. And again, this entire video is baffling to me. This man went into an elevator and sneezed, and now they're hunting him down as if he was a terrorist. These poor kids just want to break out of their house. They're chilling at the beach. They get arrested. And then, this uh, what was he, a soccer player in Australia? He's driving, and he's too far away from home. And so he is also subjected to... I just, I don't even have words for this type of nonsense. That's what this is at this point. It's just Australia. What the hell? That's just crazy to me. (laughs) That's what's going to happen in America. It is. And I hate to say that. I really do. Because we are still very free over here. We're very blessed to live in America. We still do have a lot of freedoms over here. It doesn't seem like it. And the restrictions are getting tighter and tighter. And I do feel like we are being more and more constricted, if you will. Our freedoms are being infringed upon here in America for sure. But we're not at Australia levels yet. But if we don't nip this in the bud now and push up and take our freedoms and rights back now, we will end up like Australia. This also comes from one of their local news sources. In Greater Sydney, Australia, they extended their lockdown and they have announced stricter lockdown measures. Exercise is now limited to one an hour masked per day curfew after 9 p.m and police now authorized to seal entire apartments buildings like the ccp claimed they had did in muhan now I, I was reading this tweet and i was like that's crazy let me actually read the article and yes all of that is true in this article and in australia you can only exercise for one hour with a face mask on per day your curfews at 9 p.m and Australian police have the authority to just go in and completely barricade and board up your apartment if one of your neighbors decides to go sneeze in an elevator. Luckily, people in Australia are starting to wake up from this. And some great footage came out this past weekend because people are getting so tired of being locked down like they're animals. And if you think that, you know, the people are being treated like animals in Australia, well, the animals in Australia are actually being treated much worse. The rescue dogs in Australia are currently being executed by the NSW Council for COVID safety protocol, for what they say are COVID-19 restrictions. This story is 
just super crazy. So apparently several impounded dogs due to be rescued by a shelter have instead been shot dead by a rural council and NSW. Uh, I believe, yeah, I believe that's North South Wales under its interpretation of COVID-19 restrictions, alarming animal activists and prompting a government probe. So apparently Berkshire Council in the state's northwest killed the dogs to prevent volunteers from traveling to pick up the animals last week, according to the council's watchdog. So in Australia, dogs are now being executed and shot and killed because of public safety, because they don't want people traveling outside of their homes that badly that they are now executing dogs. I'm speechless. I'm, I don't know what to say. I don't have commentary in regards to this. Outside of it takes an extremely evil person to force people to stay in their homes all day. It takes an extremely evil person to arrest a teenager for wanting to be on the beach outside with his friends at night. But it takes a special kind of evil, evil to execute an innocent animal in the name of public health. But that's what's going on in Australia right now. That's what's going on in Australia. And if you think that's bad too, like this is what they're doing to their people, uh, to podcast listeners. I'm playing a video of Australian police who have a man in a chokehold for his safety, for his health. And it looks like he, he like passes out in this video as they're trying to detain him for what I would imagine is him being outside. But of course, it's not all bad. And people are starting to push back in Australia because things have gotten so bad out there. The police have now started using um, mace, pepper balls, tear gas on the Australian protesters. Granted, these protesters in Australia, all unarmed, the police are now using non-lethal munitions to disperse the crowds because they don't want them protesting against the government. And so these are some of the scenes that we're seeing, and I, I absolutely love it. So this video is from Queensland, New South Wales in Australia, and this man is riding through the crowds on a horse. Let's just watch this video because it's just epic. Cross over, everyone, go across the border. My favorite part is the end. Man straight up said, yeah, okay? This man is riding on a horse through a crowd of anti-government protesters telling them that they can't arrest us all. I love to see it. I didn't want to just give you guys bad news today. I know there's a lot of heavy subjects, but check out this whole chat riding on a freaking horse telling people to push back against the government. Oh, I'm sorry. What? That is that the best thing I've ever seen in my life? Potentially. That is that's alpha male energy and I see it. There are still real men in this world and they're in Australia. Good for that guy. Good for that guy. So um, just touching in on foreign countries as well, um, on top of Australia just being complete insanity with their lockdown and restrictions in France, people are now not being allowed into supermarkets without COVID passports. 
not going to play this video because I don't speak French, but you guys can see that they now have masked up officials standing in front of supermarkets asking people for their passports before allowing them to go into grocery stores to buy food. That's what's going on in France right now. And then in Canada, we had Justin Trudeau quoted saying, if you don't want to get vaccinated, that's your choice. But don't think you can get on a plane or a train beside vaccinated people and put them at risk. So that is Canada is Justin Trudeau. Again, they they want the unvaccinated to feel as ostracized from society as possible. This is the most egregious thing that I've ever seen in my lifetime, to be quite honest with you, is government officials and politicians who don't even adhere to their own rules and restrictions, pushing this on those of us who want to have body autonomy and want to know what is being put into our body. We want it researched because, hey, we don't know what is going to happen to women if they get this vaccination, if they'll be able to reproduce in two to three years, you don't know how it's going to affect these women because these research and study trials, as I had just shown at the beginning of this broadcast, are not done being conducted until 2023. And every item that is FDA approved is not always safe for you. But we are being ostracized and we are being targeted by our government right now. And it's baffling to me that people can now have portions of their paychecks taken away because they want to make a personal choice and a personal decision. So that is my ending on the COVID coverage. And I want to get into what's going on in Afghanistan as well, because that in itself has been a complete nightmare. Now, um, apparently, hashtag bring back Trump was trending the other day. However, when people went to go search that hashtag, there was absolutely no results for it. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I have been screenshotting over the past probably week now since Joe Biden's withdrawal from Afghanistan. I've been monitoring Twitter, I've been monitoring the trends. And for example, today, hashtag Biden is a disgrace was trending. The other day, hashtag Biden is a failure was trending. Um, we've, and it's kind of baffling to me too, because usually Twitter monitors pretty well what is allowed to trend. But this Afghanistan situation is so bad that they can't even stop Biden is a failure or impeach Biden from trending. And these trends have been happening every single day consecutively since Joe Biden's botched withdrawal of Afghanistan. Um, you know it's bad when even CNN is coming forward and condemning Joe Biden. CNN writes, President Joe Biden is struggling against an intensifying examination of his judgment, competence, and even his empathy over the chaotic U.S. exit from Afghanistan. And each attempt the administration makes to quell a fur that's tarnishing America's image only provokes more questions about its failures of planning and execution. So you know things are bad when even CNN has to do somewhat truthful reporting and say that Joe Biden is, uh, you know, not competent, that there's intense critiques and intense criticism on his withdrawal of this. Even when CNN is coming forward and saying this, you know, there's a problem because as I like to say, this media agency really is a propaganda arm of Joe Biden's administration. So when even they have to point out how badly Joe Biden is being criticized, that's how you know there's a problem, okay? So just to recap the Afghanistan situation for any of us who may have not been paying attention or may have forgot, U.S. weapons that have been seized by the Taliban, $85 billion of U.S. funding to the Afghan military in Afghanistan. 600,000 weapons, 75,000 vehicles, and 200 aircraft.
that have all been seized by the Taliban since that botched withdrawal, because instead of making sure that all of our military equipment was taken out of Afghanistan, Joe Biden was just like, yeah, we're just going to pull the military out and hope for the best. Bye. And now Christians are being persecuted in Afghanistan right now. Many preachers are saying, please pray for the Christians over there because the Taliban has already been going and reports have been circulating that they are going around and looking for the Bible app on people's phones. If they find the Bible app on their phones, they are uh, publicly executed. They are attacked. They are persecuted because the Taliban do not like Christians. So it's a very unsafe situation for um, Christians right now in Afghanistan. On top of that, we have the Taliban straight up mocking the U.S. because we are not feared. Joe Biden is not feared as a leader. He is constantly ridiculed. He's a laughingstock. And the Taliban isn't scared of him either. And they're making it very apparent. Uh, the Taliban wearing our gear, U.S. taxpayer funded gear, that, you know, Joe Biden let get taken by the Taliban. They wear our American gear and they took a picture mocking Iwo Jima. The Biden, uh, the Biden administration must resign or be impeached and removed. That is commentary from John Cardeal. And he says that Dems can never hold power again. And uh, that is in response to this replica picture of the Taliban in U.S. funded military gear holding up the Taliban flag and recreating re re the Iwo Jima iconic photo of Americans raising our flag. And why is the Taliban doing that? Because the Biden administration is not feared, because America is now a laughingstock. The Taliban is straight up posting memes on their Twitter account now about how they're chads and about how they're super based and blah, blah, blah. And they're doing all of this. And it's allowed because we don't have a leader in America anymore, because America in itself under Joe Biden is not feared or a respected country in the slightest, which is why the Taliban issued a direct threat to Joe Biden and his administration after they tried to extend that um, August 31st withdrawal date of U.S. troops. The Taliban said, no, the U.S. will suffer severe consequences if your troops are not fully pulled out by the 31st of August. And the Taliban feels okay to speak to America that way because Donald Trump is not in office anymore. We don't have a leader in office that it says we will blow you to smithereens if you ever disrespect or terrorize America again or threaten us again. No, we have a leader like Joe Biden who says, I don't know what's going on, but Kamala Harris is a female vice president and she's a female in Afghanistan. That's basically Joe Biden in front of the press every single day. And that's why the Taliban is not fearing him. That's why we're literally being mocked by a, by a terrorist group in the Middle East while Americans are still stranded over there. And to recap the Americans stranded in Afghanistan situation... Uh, apparently, over 37,000 people have been evacuated from Kabul in the past eight days so far. This is from White House Chief of Staff Ronald Klain. And um, as Matt Whitlock points out, notice that these reports are getting more and more broad with no information on the number of Americans evacuated and no information on the number of Americans still in Afghanistan. Now, a reporter asked, um, I don't want to get his title incorrect. So let me find it for you here. I wrote it down so I wouldn't. He is our 
Pentagon press secretary. This is John Kirby. He was asked by a reporter today, um, you know, about why he's not telling us exactly how many Americans are still in Afghanistan. Let's go ahead and listen to the Pentagon press secretary talk about how many Americans are still in Afghanistan. John, were you being uh, <clears throat> deliberately vague when you uh, said the number of Americans was several thousand, or was it <clears throat> because you're not sure of the number? If, if you need to check the number, I mean, that's that's the most important number here, the number of Americans. So if it's just a, a matter of checking the number, can you do that and give it to us? Or if you're being deliberately vague, tell, tell me why you're being deliberately vague. I think I'm just going to leave it at several thousand right now, Dave. Well, then tell us why. Because I think uh, the number is very fluid um, and it literally changes nearly by the hour. The number is very fluid of the amount of Americans that are still stranded in a foreign country that has been taken over by a terrorist group. Yeah, sorry, we're not sure the amount of Americans, and uh, we're just going to kind of say a several thousand. Uh, you know, if your family member's over there, and you're not sure if they're coming back home or, you know, if they're en route to come home. Yeah, we can't help you out with that. Sorry. Yeah. That's, um, again, the Pentagon press secretary not able to identify how many Americans are still stranded in Afghanistan. On top of that, we had Kamala Harris come out and uh, have this to say in regards to the entire situation today. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and listen to uh, Vice President Kamala Harris on Afghanistan. The president has, I think, shown great emotion in, in expressing um, sadness about some of the images we have seen. And, and that's the left right there in a nutshell. Yeah, we've expressed a lot of sadness about this situation and a lot of empathy. And we really feel your emotion. And we see you Americans stranded in Afghanistan. And we know it's really scary, but we empathize with you. We really do. Thanks, Kamala. Thanks, Vice President of the United States, who is currently in Vietnam and in other Asian countries, not worried about the Americans in Afghanistan that are stranded. Thank you so much for being empathetic. And people pointed out that in this video specifically, she's like, Joe Biden is really and she like looks down at her notes and she's like, sad. He's very sad about this situation. Yes. Sad's a good one. We're going to go with that. He's sad. But she had to like check her notes to remember the type of emotion that the Biden administration should be feeling as they see Afghani people or just people in general in Afghanistan lifting their children over barbed wire to the U.S. military as they try to escape the Taliban. And also, more importantly, thousands of stranded Americans over there. We don't even know how many. On top of all of that, this is absolutely crazy. Apparently, the State Department Overseas Security Advisory Council said on August 14th, repatriation flights are not free and passengers will be required to sign a promissory loan agreement and may not be eligible to renew their U.S. passports until the loan is repaid. Costs may be $2,000 or more per person. So those flights for stranded Americans to get out of Afghanistan, apparently they're making, the State Department is saying that the cost could be up to $2,000 per person to fly you out of that country. Remember when we had a president in office 
who refused to negotiate with terrorists and who would stay up after a long day of working to make sure that American hostages were greeted when they got home. Remember when we had a president who cared about Americans? Now we have a president who says, well, I guess we could rescue you. Maybe we're also not sure how many of you there are over there. But if you want us to rescue you, it's going to be $2,000. So those are our conditions and we're not budgeting. Thanks. Great. And then the images coming out of the Department of Defense Twitter are groups of Afghan civilians arriving at an air base in Germany. Paul Gassar comments and says, focus on trapped Americans. These are the wrong people you are rescuing. And yes, the Afghan civilians and allies that are being affected by the Taliban takeover. It is sad to see what is happening. But I, as many Americans would like to see, um, is American citizens prioritized in this evacuation because it is getting increasingly dangerous. The Daily Mail reports ministers reveal people on UK's terror no-fly list have already tried to board RAF planes in Kabul amid fears of ISIS suicide bomb attack while troops have guns in one hand and babies in the other. So we have people on the UK's terror no-fly list and also the FBI's terror watch list. These people have tried to board these flights out of Afghanistan, these flights that are coming to America. Also keep in mind that our southern border is not secure at all, so anyone can really just waltz on over. And the Taliban just broke out a bunch of terrorists from the jail cells in Kabul. So that is where we're currently at. Also, uh, apparently this is an older article that I had never heard of, but has been since recirculating. Bin Laden wanted to kill Obama because he thought Joe Biden was totally unprepared to be president and would plunge the U.S. into a crisis declassified documents show. Well, I guess they got their wish. I guess Middle Eastern terrorists got their wish because Joe Biden is our president. He is totally unprepared and the U.S. is plunging into a crisis as we speak. All of these things are very true. And um, there you guys go. Apparently that was evidence that was found by Navy SEALs uh, from Osama bin Laden. And that's when they wanted to assassinate Barack Obama. So that way America could be destroyed. And now we're just uh, living through that in real time. Also, just to give you guys an update, apparently this past weekend, the State Department was hit by a cyber attack and notifications of a possible serious breach were made by the Department of Defense Cyber Command. Why are we being hit with so many cyber attacks? That's right, because we can be cyber attacked because nobody respects America. We're not going to stand up for ourselves. Joe Biden isn't going to stand up for us because Joe Biden doesn't know what's going on. I mean, how can we expect him to? The man only works like two hours a day and doesn't know where he's at half the time. So that's Joe Biden and Kamala Harris is busy doing who the hell knows what. We have no leadership in this country. That is why everything is so chaotic and will continue to be chaotic. But it was done that way by design. And we will continue to see the disinformation campaigns to keep every American fearful and submissive to the government and just tired. I get this way so many times and I feel like, you know, respect to all of you guys for listening to this show because I know that there's so much information in it that I feel like my brain would be, my brain is exhausted after giving you all of this information. So I couldn't imagine listening to it as well. You know, just like you guys are living through this with me. And if my brain is this tired after going through all of these stories, I can't imagine how your guys' brains are feeling. So respect to you guys for being smart enough and just, I guess, strong enough to be able to keep up with all of this information because it is really heavy and it's hard to continue to deal with. Um, 
I'm just tired of the disinformation. It's very difficult to have to cut through it every single day, but that's that's what we're living through right now. Uh, let's do a quick news blitz and we'll wrap up for tonight. Uh, U.S. News says that exclusive, the FBI finds scant evidence that the U.S. Capitol attack was coordinated specifically by right-wing groups. But of course, we are still going to hear until the end of time that January 6th was put, you know, committed by right-wing Trump-supporting extremist, racist, domestic terrorists terrorist, even though the only people that died at the Capitol were Trump supporters. Uh, Jack Posobiec tweets out that the U.S. Capitol Police have investigated and found that the U.S. Capitol Police did not do anything wrong in the shooting of Ashley Babbitt. Yes, the Capitol Police officer who shot and killed Ashley Babbitt after giving her no warning that he was going to shoot or that he was going to fire killed her in cold blood. He has since been exonerated. Paul Gassar again points out, if only there was video showing what actually happened. Oh, hold on. There is. The video seen so far with the shooter firing from a hiding position into a crowd with no warning and SWAT officers right behind Ashley Babbitt tells us more than any self-serving report. And that was that situation with Ashley Babbitt. She was, she had SWAT members behind her. They, this, um, Capitol Police officer gave no warning before firing, killed her in cold blood. Another reminder, the only people who died at the Capitol on January 6th were Trump supporters. So that's what's going on in regards to all of that. Um, Owen Schroyer, host of InfoWars, he had to turn himself into the FBI today, but he has since been released Thank goodness. Um, great news on that end. So happy to hear. But this is a political witch hunt of anybody who attended January 6th or reported on January 6th. And it's absolutely ridiculous that in our country, we are being targeted by our intelligence agencies for, again, reporters who went to go report on history. You know, CNN, MSNBC, all of these big news organizations are using those reporters' footage. But those same reporters are being targeted by our intelligence agencies and try to be framed as domestic terrorists. Now, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the recall election. Uh, Larry Elder is gaining a lot of steam. He is a black conservative man, very popular, and he's gaining a lot of steam in this recall election. So, of course, the L.A. Times had to come out with this whopper of a headline. Larry Elder is the black face of white supremacy. You've been warned, but it's not just the L.A. Times. We also have um, several other publications, such as The Guardian and The Hill, coming out with headlines such as A Complete Shock, The Right Wing Contrarian, leading the California recall race and California launching an investigation into recall candidate Larry Elder's financial disclosures. So they're coming down really hard on Larry Elder. And if you do Google him, you're just going to see nothing but headlines about how he's awful, about how he is racially insensitive, about how he is the black face of white supremacy, because California politicians are they're kind of nervous right now. They think that something can happen with this recall election. I will continue to remain a realist. And I've seen the precautions that they have put in place in regards to our election and mail-in ballots for this recall election specifically. So Gavin Newsom does seem kind of on edge, but who knows what's really going to come out of this situation. We saw what happened in 2020. Um, the time, uh, yeah, Time literally put out an article about how this election was a bit fortified. That was their terminology that they used. And maybe we will see yet another fortified election with the recall 
yeah, the recall election that is coming up here shortly. But it does seem that California politicians specifically are kind of scared. Gavin Newsom is scared. He's a bit agitated. He's on edge lately. We'll see what happens with that. I know Californians are really tired of their state being overrun, but who knows? So that wraps up tonight's episode of Rapid Fire. Uh, Again, big shout out to our sponsor, Virtual Shield, go to virtualshield.com forward slash sav for 50% off for life of this VPN. Also remember, I have an affiliate link with my Patriot Supply. You guys can get 25% off your four-week or three-month food supply. Go to preparewithsavsays.com. Go take advantage of that because like I always tell you guys, These are the types of investments we need to be making. Investments into our own privacy, our own safety, investments like storable food and emergency food where we don't have to depend on you know, grocery stores, which can be shut down on a whim because of rioters or because of the government. Make sure that you are not dependent on all these outside sources. Make sure you're constantly investing in storable foods, water filters, air filters, take your pick, but just protect yourself and make sure that you can take care of your family and your friends, whoever, because we've seen over this past year that The government really doesn't care about you. The government is trying to keep you locked down. The government wants us to all eventually end up like Cuba and Venezuela. So make sure you're prepared. Always make sure you're prepared. Um, That wraps up tonight's episode. Please remember, you can also find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean. Please go leave me a five-star review. Let me know what you think of the show. And please remember to share it with a friend. We're really growing and I'm extremely happy with the growth of our show. 